All right, 10th caller wins an incredible $25 gift certificate for the good folks, Randy and company, out there in Wexford, Sorgles, 412-922-1020. But Doug is here until Mrs. Noda drops by in just a little bit, so if you have a question for him, 866-391-1020. This is how it usually opens up. You come in about 7, and we talk about all of our ailments, <laughs> and then we're ready to go on the air. And I just alluded to, great, I love PBS. So late last night, watching this thing, Stones from 06, been following Mick and company. They're in Europe, and they're just slaying it and doing incredible. And I told you, I, I, it's, it's a, they're timeless. How do they do? I mean, Mick Jagger Actually, looks, the way you said it was like, hey, Mick Jagger, he's <laughs> something. Goes, I, you said, I have trouble just coming up the <laughs> stairs. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Doug, this is your band. What's up with these guys? Yeah, they're rocking it, you know. Take a look on YouTube, boy. It, it's something to see. It is. I mean, Jesus, they're. Almost 80 years old. I mean, they're out running around. And, you know, this whole thing about, you know, Jack Sparrow, the character of Pirates of Caribbean, you know, uh, Johnny Depp, really kind of a, a play on Keith Richards. Keith Richards can't be in that bad a shape to do what he does. You know, he's so much stronger on this leg of the tour. Quit smoking, supposedly. Quit drinking. He's very strong, much, much better. And, of course, Mick is just doing his thing. Oh. Just, I like how Mick goes around to the city and, I, I and look like, forward to that takes, stuff. takes these candid pictures. He's right next to people, and they don't know it, you know, because he goes in disguise. He wears this big hat and sunglasses, but still. It's hard to miss the wiry Mick. Yeah, yeah. But the young kids, I mean, my daughter's age. My daughter's <laughs> 21. She's like a huge fan of the Rolling Stones. It's incredible. Yeah, it's something to see. It is. Anyway, let's get down to some gardening. So much needed rain. Yeah, boy, that was some rain last night. And then driving in, there was a beautiful rainbow. I don't know what it is about rainbows, but and I, I saw one when I was uh, fishing on the lake last week and posted a picture of it. But this morning's rainbow was phenomenal. I couldn't stop to take a picture. I was rushing to get here. <laughs> but, oh, boy, if you had the right angle uh, around the city uh, to see that rainbow was amazing. But I do uh, – I am starting the show off on – Sort of a sad note. Uh, my late uh, neighbor's garden was leveled. Uh, and I'll just give you a little bit of the backstory. Uh, I moved into my house in 1998. My first neighbor I met was Rob Joswick. And we bonded over many things, but especially our gardens. Uh, he had the most amazing garden. And how, how it came to be was he had bypass surgery. He never really you know, did gardening like he was doing there. Uh, he had bypass surgery, and as he, he recovered, he started reading about Japanese gardens and turned his, like, normal yard, you know, the kids were on their way out, uh, into this amazing Japanese garden. He built these tea houses, structures, waterfalls, uh, and and him and his wife Mary would go all around the area within hours of, of Pittsburgh looking for unique plants. And he would bring these rocks home <laughs> from, you know, in a field or something. He'd see a rock, he'd take it. Uh, one time when I, in those first couple of years we moved in, my boys were teenagers and we ran into Rob in the woods up in the, near the property line. And he had a big pry bar and he was prying out this rock that, would have taken three people to move, but that's the kind of person he was. So we helped him get that rock up into the garden. Well, Rob uh, and I used to meet at the property line. I'd call him and say, hey, what's going on up there? And we'd meet right at where our properties come together and sit there and have a beer and talk about gardening. And he would show me the garden. Sometimes we would sit up by that 
uh, waterfall. He, he used to get really excited when we I'd come up and he'd say, I- I'm going to go inside and turn on the waterfall. He had a really thick Pittsburgh ac- accent. And it was just a, a, a great neighbor. Uh, he actually built my chicken coop. I, I asked him, he's a, he, was, he could do anything. And I asked him, I said, could you just come down and show me how I should do this? And when I came home from work, he was already laying out the, the foundation and everything. I said, Rob, I want to do it. I just I don't expect you to do it. And and he, he just he just looked at me after a couple of days of working together. I said, let me. He goes, he goes, yeah. And how about if I go down to the Post Gazette and write your column? <laughs> from then on, I was just the gopher. I would bring the wood and everything. Well, anyway, Rob passed away in 2018. Uh, Mary passed away this year, and the house was sold. And I'm wondering what's going on up there. I hear a lot of work going on up there. I don't know if they're flipping it or what they're doing. But then I had heard yesterday that the front garden was literally leveled, and I and I didn't know if I had it in me to go up and look at it. But I got in my car, I drove up, drove around, and that's exactly what it was. It was leveled. I mean, just to two flat brown patches of, of ground where used to be this ancient beech tree that, that he had tulips under, these Darwin yellow Darwin tulips that came up every spring for at least 40 years, uh, beautiful tree peonies and hostas and a bridge and, and shrubs, and you would walk through this arbor that had a, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> went out of my, my mind. A blue atlas cedar, and you would go through the blue atlas cedar like a like a curtain. It was it was just beautiful, and and I'm not laying blame on the current owners or whoever's li- living up there or or on anybody else, but I'm just uh, I'm mourning the loss of that garden because I spent so much time sitting in that garden, and it was so many years of blood, sweat, and tears to create that garden and it was one of the most beautiful spaces you could possibly imagine and I guess uh, the way I looked at it yesterday I was pretty well consumed with this yesterday I, I wrote it I wrote, wrote about it at, at dougoster.com I wrote a, a, a little column about it uh, because we don't know what's going to happen to our gardens when, when we're gone and, you know, I think about my first garden, 15 years where I raised uh, my kids and, and started to learn about gardening. The day I moved out, I think they just converted the whole thing to lawn. And I guess the lesson is, you know, enjoy your garden now. I, I know it can be frustrating. It's a lot of work. There's deer, groundhogs, and rabbits. But that was the lesson from yesterday. I was pretty upset about it, but I went out to walk in my garden uh, and just kind of got a new appreciation for it. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this, about what happens to your garden once you're gone. You know, all those special plants that you have in there, they mean something to us. Uh, So let's move on to something a little happier. (laughs) Uh, Yet Last week, uh, Joe had a horseradish question, something that I couldn't answer Something was eating the horseradish roots, which is weird. And so I asked Mrs. Know-It-All, who's off today, by the way. Uh, She's in Columbus at a thing called Cultivate. It's a trade show. And she and I, or she basically said it's probably things called voles. Voles with a V as in Victor. 
And the organic control for voles is something called mole scram. It uses uh, garlic and castor oil to repel the voles. You put down kind of a, a band of it, and it chases them away. You put on another band, it keeps them going. And another positive, uh, two days ago, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that the deer had broken into the vegetable garden, and they ate my the daylily that was named after me. Uh, Steve and Zara Zolak are amazing plant breeders down in Bel Vernon. And they surprised me a few years ago with a daylily that they named after me, Douglas Oster. It's the uh, Douglas with two S's. That is my mother's maiden name and my son's middle name. And so it's it's this beautiful daylily, and I did not think I was going to see it because I thought the deer ate every bud. But I was so shocked when I walked in the garden, and it you know, just happened to be that day. A daylily flower is just one day. And I saw it blooming, and I was just so excited excited to see it. It was just just wonderful. I hope uh, someday to offer that daylily to nurseries so that uh, people can can uh, use it for uh, the proceeds for charity. Wall to wall till 8 o'clock. You and Doug, anything on your mind in the way of gardening? All of our lines are open, 866-391-1020. Hey, Jam Fest presented by UPMC and UPMC Health Plan is back this year and taking place on August 6th at the North Park Basketball Court supporting Folds of Honor. This three-on-three basketball tournament is open to all sexes, grades 3 through 12, plus an adult division. Register your team now at kdkradio.com. You know, we are both a couple of nostalgic <laughs> just suckers and saps, we're aren't just, we? We're old. No, I mean, I, I just, I, I appreciate what you were trying to say, and I love seeing things that make your, your heart kind of just soar with joy, and, and I know where you're coming from. All right, now, let's go. you got every line lit. People want to talk to you today. You have your headphones on? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, looking I'm, at I'm, I'm too old to remember to put my I'm headphones saying, I, on. I'm thinking, he's missing the Mickey Mouse ears. What's up with that? All right, Eileen, you're up first on KDK for Doug Oster. Good morning. How are you? Just fine. Uh, Doug, I have a raspberry patch, a red raspberry patch, and usually produces, I, I make like five batches of jelly uh, each year. This year I have like, uh, I have collected maybe one pint of raspberries. Mm. I, I, I don't know what's happening. Do you have any uh, old canes in there or is it all new growth? It's old and new. Yeah, to to revitalize that patch, the thing to do is is anything that has already put berries on, like last year, and is kind of an older cane, r- remove those. Uh, you know, I do. Okay, good. For the in mo- February, for I the, always do that. For the most part, you know, raspberries are a weed, but some years they need a little bit of boost, and so something called uh, Garden Tone is one um, granular fertilizer that you could throw on there just to give them a little bit more oomph and and do its thing flower and produce berries every season's different as long as you're removing those old canes that's yes. all that's all you can do and then i would recommend uh, a little bit of garden tone on those plants and they'll they'll come back they'll do their thing there is a weed in there now it it, it grows just as tall as the raspberries uh as the raspberry plant do you think that could have killed it I mean, it's I not that it, it killed it, but it's definitely taking something away from the plant. And you know how hard it is to weed raspberries. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's like uh, that's like weeding barbed wire. Uh, but when we get to this, when you're doing your work in February, yes, 
uh, get those old canes out of there, and then maybe a nice layer of mulch, which will kind of— I did. All right. When you see those weeds coming up, they got to go. You know, I don't know how you're going get to get them out of there, but you okay. don't want them competing with weeds. And then give them a little bit of fertilizer, and you'll be good to go. Thanks so much for your call. All right, here's uh, Debbie up next for Doug Oster on The Organic Gardener here at KDKA. Hello, Debbie. Good morning. Good morning. What's on your mind, Debbie? Hello. Can you hear me? Go ahead, Deb. Okay, she had a bad connection there. Let's say hi to Ann. Ann, you're on KDK. How are you, Ann? Good. How are you? Good. Good morning. I love your show. I'm calling because I have a Bartlett pear tree that fell over in a storm, and we're under the tree now are lots of shoots coming up, and I've pruned those back every time I see them. And the other day, my husband just took the lawnmower straight over it, and they're coming back again. Is there any way to get rid of those shoots? Not really. The lawnmower trick is probably the best thing to do. Uh, that's just what those that plant will do. Now, did you write the tree? I mean, is... no, it had completely come out. Oh, okay, um, so the tree's gone, right? The tree is gone. Eventually, by by doing the lawnmower with that eventually you'll win the battle what's happening there is is the tree is trying to procreate it's trying to to live but the top feeds the roots and so those shoots that come up and this is going to this is going to happen for a while and this is probably also possibly from seed to seeds that have been in there this is going to happen for a while but if you run that lawnmower over there every week or every two weeks Eventually, you'll exhaust the plant underneath. Uh, it's not overnight, uh, but just keep after it. Keep running the lawnmower, and as I said, you will win the battle over that pear tree, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's say hi to uh, Rudy. Rudy, you are on KDK. How are you? Good. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Good. Hey, Doug, I have a question for you. Uh, I start a lot of tomatoes, about 200 every year. Wow. And I, I give most of them away. Uh, but I ran into a situation that almost looks like uh, blossom end rot. Now, this was on, when I, when I first started growing these, I grow them in 12-ounce uh, 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 Dixie cups. And uh, as they progressed about six, up to about six, six seven inches uh, in height, the bottom leaves would turn yellow, brown out on the end. So I would just pick pick those off, but uh, uh, as time progressed, they didn't look too, they didn't look that promising at all. Uh, when I finally planted them and took them out of the the material that I had them in, uh, they took off. And some of them are almost seven foot high. Mm. Uh, I want I want to I want to ask you first what were you growing them in? Uh, it was a putting mix that I bought locally. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it was something in this, in that, uh, putting mix. That's the first thing I'm thinking. Let's, let's face it. You're an experienced seed starter and grower. You know what you're doing. And so, so the blame isn't on you. And, and I'm all, you know, I've, I've done the same thing where I've used a different mix and the, the plants don't do what they're supposed to do in that seedling stage. And as just as you, I put them into my garden, which uh, you know, you know, is 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 done right, uh-huh. and they take off. And that's my, my guess. Uh, it was the first thing I thought of when you said that 
browning and yellowing in the bottom. Did that mix have any kind of fertilizer already in it? Uh, yeah, That's, they they claimed that there was certain uh, different uh, that, additives. That to was it. that was the other thing I was thinking is that you might they might have some kind of fertilizer in there that's kind of burning the bottom of the plant there, and yeah, so that could, that could be. That's my guess. Uh-huh. Hey, what? Uh, real quick, other, real quick. What are some of your favorite varieties that you grow? Uh, Ace fifty five. Oh man, that's uh, a great old one. Yeah, thirty nine forty five. So the seeds I got from you. A few mm. years ago, mm-hmm. that's a real sturdy tomato plant. Oh, I'm so excited that you're growing that one. Well, I'm glad that those tomatoes came back. And uh, it's, garden's always a challenge, Rob. <laughs> always a challenge, but that what makes it interesting. Now we have a lot of lines available. Still, a couple of segments to get in here and talk to Doug. So eight six six three nine one ten twenty eight six six. 391-1020. Rob Taylor coming up in just a couple of minutes with that news at 7.30 as we continue on The Organic Gardener. Rob Pratt, Sunday, KDKA 100.1 FM, AM 10. This is a crazy question, but you know I'm the king of crazy questions. So this flash flood watch, in effect, Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, Washington County, want to remind everyone till 8.30. Can you sometimes get too much rain when it comes to your garden? Yeah, and it's too fast. A lot of times when things have been dry and you get a deluge like this, like if you're one of these areas that got two inches in a very short time, it just runs off, you know, goes into to the sewer. But any rain's better than no rain. You know, as gardeners, we always look differently at the rain. Uh, this week's In the Garden, brought to you by the Davy Tree Expert Company, my new TV show. You can watch it at DougOster.com right now. I'm harvesting my beloved garlic and showing how to make it store for a year. Uh, and then uh, right away, bringing that garlic out and succession planting. That's what I do. Uh, I planted some beans, one called Dragon's Tongue, and I posted a picture on my Facebook of the Dragon's Tongue. So then Rob Jack, who comes on this show but was is part of the TV show, guess what he shows up in, Rob? A, 1960, a renovated, pristine 1967 Ford Bronco. Oh, wow. And we sit in the back of that Bronco and talk about uh, tree fertilization, and, man, that's that awesome. The, yeah. Even— even my wife came out to take a look at that because she's like, man, that is the coolest thing. He wouldn't let me drive it, though. Have you seen the new Broncos? They're pretty cool. That's kind of that's kind of what, when I, when I saw it, the way he had it done up, I kind of thought it might be like one of the new ones because they have a retro look. And he goes, no, nah, 67. I, I, you know, him and his dad, I think, put it all together, and it just oh, it looks good. I can't wait the next time he comes over. Awesome. I want to drive it. All right. <laughs> he well, won't back, let me. Listen, back in the day, Broncos, Suburbans, they were for people who loved the outdoors. You know, we'd go to the mountains, go fishing, go hunting. So that's cool stuff. All right, let's say hi to John, who's up next today on KDKA. Hey, John. Hello, John. All right, no John. Anyway, let's continue to talk about weather-related issues and what we're dealing with, the summer heat well, and gardening. one thing is don't stop planting when we're talking vegetable garden. Um, yesterday I started seeds from lettuce arugula, some leeks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put in some winter radishes pretty soon, maybe a little too early. I'm going to put some peas in pretty soon. Again, where I'm a little early to put them in, but I'm going to experiment with that. But I'm going to try with the peas. I got a couple new varieties. I'm going to see if they'll grow up the Mexican sunflower. The Mexican sunflower is like, will be six foot tall by the by the end of the season, maybe taller. And I'll see if the peas will use it for support. Uh, I, you know, I those beans that I put in when I when I harvested the garlic, they're already sprouting. 
there's time to get bush beans uh, in the ground and and done. And then I I love to grow weird stuff. And so one of the weird things I'm growing, and I talked about it before, it's called parsley Hamburg <laughs> rooted turnip. It's it this thing is weird, and and you can find the seeds, and we'll and what it does is on top, it puts up. This is this is a, a vegetable that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years, and the top is like a parsley like green, only it's a little sweeter, and then on the bottom is is kind of a parsnip type carrot type thing so all year long you can harvest the, the top the parsley and harvest the bottom when it's ready but you can also let that thing will sit in there all winter and so you have something when there's a, a a thaw that you can pull and then the other thing i planted were dandelions and i know what you're saying this is this is a different type of dandelion this is an italian green from baker creek heirloom seeds and it's called italica rosso and it just grows the green. And dandelion greens are really good for you. They have a unique bitter flavor. Think of endive, something like that. Uh, and and they're easy to grow, and they're absolutely beautiful because they, they have like a, a purple center. And then those the greens are very tender. And whenever you're eating dandelion greens, they pair well with red sauces and... Uh, uh, balsamic vinegar uh so just getting some stuff going getting some stuff planted and and keeping it going and never want anything in the garden any a bed to be fallow i want to have something growing in there all the time and i'm thinking towards already thinking towards fall and and getting things going uh and then the bargains you know i i know i sound like a, a broken record but uh the deals out there i i, I found Lily bulbs for 50 cents a piece and a really cool variety called Golden Stargazer. Stargazer is probably the most popular lily out there. It's just this pink, spotted, uh, fragrant, uh, amazing lily. And so I don't, I never even heard of Golden Stargazer, and I saw that there. Plus a couple other uh, varieties, one called Broken Heart, which is a double pink. And, I, and I, you know me, I'm a sucker for doubles. And so... Uh, I'm going to be on Pittsburgh Today Live tomorrow morning talking all about the bargains that I found, hanging baskets, and even you can even sneak in some hot peppers. And I'll be talking about that again, 9 a.m. tomorrow on Pittsburgh Today Live. Love doing that show, and I, I don't know what's better for, for the bargains, uh, getting the deal or getting the plant or both. You, you're a sucker for doubles, huh? Yeah. You yeah. Like Double flower is like a fluffy, they call it, you know. Instead of a single flower. I'm a sucker for doubles. That's why we love you. Uh, in fact, when you walk down the street, people say, there he is. There He's he a is. sucker Mr. double. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to get an uh, update from the Open Championship, and then we're going to get to your calls. We've got some sports to check. Next hour, summer salads uh, with Joe and Frank Dentisi, a little splash of goodness, healthy, delicious, and nutritious. And the produce manager from Coons Market, uh, John Clemens, will be our special guest for a segment or two to begin the show. And you know how that works. You call in with all of your great summer salad recipes, and you may be taking home a gift certificate from them as well, too. All right, uh, we over a break. We'll take one right now and back with more in a moment. All right, we'd love to hear from you. 866-391-1020. You know, Sorgles, Janoskis give us the great opportunity to give things away. Are we right now getting to the point where some of these uh, greenhouse and garden centers are going to be having some really good deals? Oh, yeah. And you know me. I'm the cheapskate from 
I the just, North I, Hills. Oh, yeah, I'm the North Hills cheapest gardener. I just love it. I'm going every couple days because there's there's something that's being marked down, something that I can grab. I got a little uh, straw flower the other day for a buck. I got those uh, lilies. As I said, I'm going to be talking all about garden bargains tomorrow morning on Pittsburgh Today Live, and I've got a, a truckload, <laughs> seriously, a truckload of things that, that, you know, you get to a certain point and the stuff's there and you only have so long to grow it. We've got, the thing is, if you put something in now that, that, uh, is affected by frost, you got another four months to enjoy it. So why not go to, go out to the nursery, get a deal and, and get that. The reason too, we're going to a good nursery is that we know that that plant has been taken care of. If I'm buying a hanging basket for 20 bucks or whatever it is cheap, I have to know that it's been watered because if it hasn't been watered and I hang it up and it's been stressed, it's not going to make it. That's why you go to a good nursery. All right. That's Alice waiting to talk to Doug. Alice, you're on KDK, the Organic Gardener. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to know how one would eliminate Pachysandra. Oh, boy. Yeah, I have a problem. It's everywhere. Well, we talked a little bit about that pear tree uh popping up uh, all the time earlier in the show, and that would be the way I would do it. it there's no magic bullet for Pachysandra. Pachysandra, the reason people have planted it for so many decades is that it is indestructible. So what I would recommend is taking a string trimmer or lawnmower, whatever you have, and cutting it to the ground and continually every week when it sprouts back up, cut it down again. Okay. okay. I, I know it's not going to be easy, but this is the way to beat it. You know, those. if you put something on top, even an organic herbicide, it's just going to sprout again from the roots. Uh, th- this, is, this is the way to do it, but it's going to take you certainly the rest of the season to do it, and you'll be rid of it. I often say, though, about these type of plants that – you can kind of spin your the, your thinking around on it and and maybe figure out a way to enjoy the pachysander. Is that a possibility, or am I barking up the wrong tree? No, I, I have too much of it. It's, uh, you know, it originally was underneath the porch, you know, as a covering just to keep the earth from, you know, um, flowing down. So now it's just everywhere. And, you know, I'd hate to have I'd hate to see you try and dig it out of there because that's going to be an almost impossible, impossible job. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, try the cutting it down and and keep cutting it down, and it might you know especially when you get to the you know we still have some good hot weather coming up. That when you cut it down and it tries to sprout up in that hot weather, and you cut it down again, sometimes it just gives up. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you Thank so you much very for your call. Much. All right. To summarize, what have we learned today? Uh, we've learned that we have to appreciate our garden for today, to enjoy what we're doing today because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And I guess that's a pretty simple lesson to learn. Uh, Live for the moment. Yeah, yeah, if you can. That's no, hard to no, do. Nobody does. I know, it's impossible. Forget it. <laughs> you know, Just go out and smell the lilies, right? Listen, when it's Monday, I'm thinking Friday. When it's Friday, I'm thinking Monday. It's just, it never None ends. of those days matter to me. No, the weekends. We we both work on the weekend. It's like yeah, but I, no. I'm like well, I'm waiting for Tuesday. Oh, all right. I don't have to work on Tuesday. But think about <laughs> how much of our lives we wish away. 
I know. That's why when you're out in the garden. That's human nature. Take time to smell the posies. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things I've been getting questions about. People are seeing a lot of the spotted lanternfly nymphs and one called leaf-footed bug nymphs. So the spotted lanternfly nymphs are like red with black spots. The leaf-footed bug nymphs are kind of orange with black spots. For both of them, just knock them off the plant into some soapy water. Uh, that works. And the other things that people have been asking me about are um, pruning tomatoes. Uh, in my situation, I don't prune tomatoes, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Uh, what people do is is they, they cut off some of the foliage that doesn't flower, uh, called the suckers. And that is supposed to uh, allow the plant to put more energy into the fruit. The downside, though, is that the fruit does need some shade, and so I'm just too lazy to do it. You know, I know lots of gardeners do it. Uh, also with tomatoes, leaf curl. And so so don't worry about leaf curl. If, if those leaves are curling, that's a genetic thing that under stress some tomatoes will do. Don't sweat it. And then for especially for some of the heirlooms, when you do have a hot, dry spell, they'll drop blossoms. And again, this is just a genetic thing that it's doing. It's not going to put on tomatoes until the weather is is right. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, we've been garden friends for a long time. I, I call him affectionately the scrounger because he always is can't throw anything away and is always looking for, for things. And he gave me these amazing old 70s skylights that I use at the end of the season as like an outdoor greenhouse. Well, what he does every year, and I, I send him seeds to do this, is he takes uh, tomato seeds, starts them, drives them down to Florida where he spends time down there during the winter, grows them out, real nice-sized plants, and then drives them back here. Well, while they were in Florida, there was a hailstorm, and all his... <laughs> Uh, plant tags got erased. He doesn't know what they are. So he sent me a picture of like eight, each one numbered, eight different tomatoes, wondering, can you identify them? And first off, I was like, well, what did I send you? So I, I remember that I sent him Limbaugh Legacy Potato Top, 3945, that tomato that was found during World War II, one called Red Racer, which is an early one, and then uh, subarctic plenty. But when he showed me the pictures of the tomatoes, I couldn't tell what was what. And so I just told him, I said, well, anything that you love, do you really need to know the name first off? And anything that you love, you can save the seeds from. And we're just going to call it Scrounger's Surprise. Scrounger's Surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, then he sent, we started going back and forth. He started sending me pictures of they were going to, you know, he's already picking tomatoes. You know, I'm picking a few tomatoes. I got actually one will be ready today. Uh, he's already picking tomatoes, so he's he's sending me a picture of bacon going, today, BLT sandwich. Oh, doesn't that sound good? It does. You think you can take care of Nancy in a powdery mildew? Yeah, problem? let's go. Let's do it quick. In, in about a minute. a minute. Yep, go ahead. Nancy, welcome to KDK. How are you? I'm good. I'll be very quick. In the spring, I potted up some uh, suckers from a very old lilac to take to my new house I'm moving to at the end of the summer. They look good. They're growing lots of new growth, but they have powdery mildew. Should I treat them? I don't treat my big plants when they get it. But no, don't ones. don't sweat it. It's just aesthetic. If you wanted to to, to take care of it, first off, you're, you, any fungal issue, you want to uh, apply a uh, organic fungicide before you see signs of damage. But that ship has sailed. If you're worried about it, you could use an organic herbis or sorry, organic fungicide. fungicide. But I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even bother. They'll be fine. They're tough as nails. 
Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. I'm going to give you a little bit of time, Pittsburgh Today Live, and also what you're doing streaming with KDKA Television. Oh, yeah. Uh, My new show for KDKA KDKA CBS Streaming is called In the Garden, or In Doug's Garden, (laughs) brought to you by Davey Tree Expert Company. You are the star of the show. (laughs) Yeah, I should know the name. I've had so many shows over the years, Rob. They come and go, you know. (laughs) In Doug's Garden. Go watch it. You can see it on my website and tomorrow PTL at 9 a.m. Okay. What are you going to talk about tomorrow? You're like anxious to get out of here. I keep thinking we're out of time. I'm looking at the clock here. Okay, I'll stay here all day. No, no. Dentistes, go home. No, no. Anyway, the curtain has just come down. Now it's time for you to go fishing. All right. Have a great day. See ya.